Welcome to the subtle storm. So, today I kind of came to the realization, um, and in my personal experience, that I have more recently been so focused on healing these aspects of myself that I have recognized as not contributing to my overall well-being so much so that I have struggled within social life, within um, whatever. It's not necessarily the um, important matters. What's more so important is the concept of being so engulfed in this this process of of healing that you lose touch of life and what kind of brought this awareness within me was um i was sitting at the top of an overlook today and i was thinking about how well i had an experience um within fear um and I'll get into that at some point but moreover on the topic of me me looking out into this this giant city cuz now I live in LA and is used to where I'm from Buffalo it's a it's a decent sized city but it's nowhere near LA and when you go to an overlook in LA it's just so magnificent but it also reminds you how small you are you know, if, if you were to, like, it literally looks like one of those, like, toy kind of villages that you look at, or, like, toy towns or whatever, and it just looks so small, and you see these little flickering lights, and you see cars kind of going down the street, you know, the lights are changing, but it all looks so small, and then you realize that, you know, all these people are living these tiny, tiny lives, but they're so meaningful for the person experiencing it. But in the grand scheme of things, they're so small and so valuable, but they're so small in comparison to the world. So why do we take our lives so seriously? And I feel like that's a common, common thing to say, like, you know, don't take life too seriously. But it can be difficult when you found yourself on a spiritual path and you begin to go through, you know, we all go through these phases of spirituality and it's it's a necessary experience, I, I believe. Um, and as you continue, you know, you get to a point where you start doing shadow work or healing and you begin to you know, analyze or, or just see these things that, you know, have been built your entire lifetime that aren't suited for you. They actually aren't who you are and, and what you want to be in life. And it can feel overwhelming and it can feel like, uh, like you have to, to heal all of these things before you can actually start living. Like this is your, your primary focus in life and, and, this has to be done. Um, and you can continue working with it. You get to a point where, you know, or at least from my perspective, I got to a point where I've been so incredibly focused on doing things for myself and 
recognizing things and healing from things and just being very present with myself that I forgot how to be present in life. I forget how to be, you know, I forget dynamics of, and there are also other reasons and other contributing factors to this, but the main focus is, you know, this, this sense of like attachment to the healing in a way. And it's so intricate and, and interesting to really dive into because it's, it feels like it's so necessary and, and so like you can't live without it. But I think that, you know, it really does come down to just being aware that that's what you're doing. Like I say it all the time, but you know, it kind of, it made this whole like light spark up in my, in my head, like, yo, (laughs) take a step back. You know, just because you're working on these things and you're healing these things doesn't mean that you have to stop living your life to the fullest. Um, you can still be healing these things and still be worthy of all the light and love in the universe and, and still be worthy of love and, and still be, you know, a contributor to society if you would like to be, you know, you're still, you still have friends, you still have a life, you still have family. And for me in this journey, like, I got, I've been getting so caught up in in my space that I forget how to even talk to my own family and forget that you know they exist alongside me and it's it's so weird to to kind of look at it in retrospect that this is what's happening and granted for me and my experience I'm relearning how to to feel emotions <laughs> I I never realized that I um wasn't allowing myself to feel anything like there was always the it was like I was looking at a lighthouse 50 meters away and it's just like blinking every once in a while it's blinking and I don't know what the blinking means but I see it and I can't define it and I can't say exactly what it is but it's there I know it's there but I just can't seem to understand or or see it or identify it and that's how I feel or have felt with my emotions and you know there were points where um I kind of joked about it, like, saying, oh, like, I'm emotionless. This is a while ago. Um, And then I grew out of that phase, and I had thought that that was overcome. But the emotionless kind of aspects of things never really went away, and it's become very difficult to understand my... And I know I talk about feeling and emoting things all the time. It's just... It's really because I'm learning that, and it's, it's... This is another way for me to mirror to myself and in, in, in truth um which I think any any platform really is like if you post on social media a lot of the time it's for you you know and um once I kind of grew out of that phase you know I, again like I just I thought that I was emoting but I never have therefore all of my interactions with people have been very emotionless and people would, would pick up on that I didn't pick up on it I didn't know what it what it meant I didn't know what it felt like or I didn't even understand what what was happening and um now I'm I'm getting to a point where I see the emotions and I'm just trying to like shovel them like pick them up and shovel them out you know or just shovel the dirt on top of it out so that I can get to that emotion and, and look at it 
straight in the face and and feel it and allow myself to feel it and know that it's okay to exist with that emotion at this present time but with that because that is such a large portion of the way that I have perceived things the way that I interact with people the way that I um how I meet people, how I meet myself, you know, this is a really huge shift in awareness for me in my life and it's become such a primary focus for me. But I think that it's really important to take a step back and and know that although you are still working on these things, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not worthy of achieving things where you are now. Like, I, I can see that subconsciously within myself that I feel like, just because I haven't met myself the complete perfect way in this regard when it comes to emotions and things that I'm not capable of enjoying life. But it's not true. You're always able to shift your perspective and and t- smile, you know, just, just try and find, you know, the joy and the bliss and the gratitude within life. And that can get away from us as much as like, even I would want to preach and, and, and talk about like, you know, being so happy and being one with ourselves and all these things, you know, there are so many turmoils that occur along this path. And this is just one of the many to recognize and understand. And and this is a huge part of my journey, clearly, you know, it's just to understand that like, life is so precious, but it's also so serious and so fun and so not serious. I think, it's such an important lesson to to grasp that meet yourself where you are you know wherever you are is the right place to be and if you're struggling now it doesn't mean that you have to struggle in all aspects you know I think that it's important to take a step back sometimes and give ourselves permission to enjoy the life that we're living, to be present in every moment and to give ourselves leeway. You know, not everything has to be figured out by a specific time or even within this lifetime, you know. We have so much time in our lives to to work on things, especially when you're younger. You know, you have so much time to to give yourself time. You know what I mean? And I think that we should recognize that and and empower ourselves from that. And again, you know, just because we're dealing with something or maybe we're going through something and we're trying to align ourselves or whatever it may be, I think that it's really, really crucial to empower ourselves and still allow us to recognize where we are, how far we've come and, and where we're going, but also to be really present with ourselves to know, you know, where whatever I'm dealing with at this moment will be dealt with at the proper time when I'm ready and I will continue to work on it doesn't mean that it needs to take over my my present life I can I'm still capable of existing how I want to exist and and how I meet myself in this this here and now moment and whatever that means is okay allowed to empower myself I'm allowed to love myself exactly how I am now and I'm I'm deserving of love from others and, and I'm deserving of you know all of these different things just because we're dealing with something or just because we're encountering or we're focusing on something for ourselves doesn't mean that we're not allowed to live 
our life to the fullest in other aspects. And I think that that can be, you know, a very confusing cliche when people say, you know, you have to live your life to the fullest or, you know, whatever, because you want to think like, but I'm going through something, but that doesn't, it's not always the truth. Like stuff happens and yes, things happen, but and I, again, it is it is a difficult concept to really talk about in that way because, you know, just because even if we go through something like very traumatic that day, <laughs> you know, you're not going to be okay. You might not be okay that night unless you're like me and have suppressed those emotions, which I'm, I'm sure a million people do. You know, that's not, it's not uncommon, especially in today's society with how the previous generations have raised kids and in the, in the most recent generations or the most last couple generations, I should say, you know, so I know that this isn't an uncommon experience for a lot of us millennials and, and generation Z or, or X or whatever. I don't know what the, what the generations are, but it's, it's a common and shared experience is, is what I'm getting at, but, but rewinding and going back to that, you know, it, it's hard to, to claim that, that concept of, you know, just because you're going through something right now doesn't mean that you can't enjoy life. That does not always apply. Like, if you have just recently, like, very, very recently went through a traumatic experience, you know, let yourself feel those emotions. Let yourself understand that that's hurting you right now and that, you know, this is something to overcome. But don't let it define you and don't let it hinder you in all aspects of your life. And of course, it might feel like that for a while because that's what those things, that's what happens, you know. But I think that the best that we can do for ourselves is to really observe and be present with ourselves and just know that wherever we are and wherever we meet each other is the exact place that we're supposed to be and we deserve love in every single form of ourselves. I hope that this message was as fulfilling and heartwarming for you as it was for me and that maybe it sparked a little love and awareness in your spirit. Always remember that you deserve love and you deserve to be present for yourself. Now, let's read a little bit from Ram Das. Be here now. As we do. Ooh, this is a very, very long one, but it's a short podcast episode, so let's do it. Can I say, with any meaning, that when I am with the Guru, there's nobody home? that I love him so thoroughly that I would do anything he would ever ask of me and the highest thing I could do of that is being at his feet and at the same moment I don't care if I ever see him again in this life can I say that can I say there is absolutely nothing special about him he's just a little old man with a blanket can I say he's right here now which one are you ready to hear When I was around Maharaji, there was always a constant stream of devotees who had much reverence, Vishwas, but not too much faith, Sharada. And they were always asking Maharaji for miracles or to get them a job or they wanted to use his divinatory powers and tell them about the future. And then when he would ask me what I wanted, I couldn't think of anything. I just felt he was inside of me. How do you ask your inner self for something? You are already it. What is it that you could give to yourself 
give yourself presents, it's all wrong. At first I didn't trust it, so I'd have to come into his presence, and the minute I'd get there, I'd feel, yeah. And I'd look at him, and my eyes would get all swimming with, the, with tears, and I'd just laugh, and I'd feel silly. It would really be silly. It's hard to get me speechless. He says in parentheses. This is quite interesting in 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 reverence and in correlation to today's podcast, especially because he say he says, What is it that you could give to yourself? Give yourself presents? It's all wrong. By presence he meant um like material presence. Um but what you can give to yourself is that actual presence and awareness of love and time (laughs) it's really all that matters just be with yourself whatever that means for you in that moment i am wishing many blessings upon you namaste